For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Paul's Life and Letters, For or Against Torah. This is part 14 of the series. Now, once Yeshua has become our righteousness, once we have repented of our sins and received his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, and in doing so, he's going to save, redeem, or deliver us by his grace through faith. How are we to live our lives unto him? Well, Paul explained in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, that we're to walk as Yeshua walked. He is our example of how we're to live our lives in this world in seeking to follow and do the will of the God of Israel in our lives. So Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, as you have therefore received Messiah Yeshua our Lord, so walk ye in him. And so for Paul, once he's been saved by grace through faith, then Yeshua and walking as he walks becomes the goal of our lives. So Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1, be followers of me even as I am of the Messiah. So Paul didn't say just follow me. He says follow me as I follow Messiah. And how did he follow Messiah? How did he teach others to follow Messiah? You walk in his footsteps. You walk as he walked. So living your life in service and dedication unto Yeshua, seeking to do the will of the God God of Israel in our lives with Messiah being our example. So Messiah becomes in the status in the way in which Messiah lived a spiritually mature life in being led by the Holy Spirit, that this becomes a pattern for us. And thus, Yeshua is the prize in which we are striving to achieve as we live our lives in service and dedication unto him. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua my Lord, that I might win Messiah. So then Paul goes on to say in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, that I might know him. So what is Paul praying for? He already knows that Yeshua is the Messiah. He's already received him as Savior and Lord of his life. He's already 
already saved by grace through faith. So he already has imputed righteousness from Yeshua, the Messiah. So if he has Messiah's imputed righteousness, if he's been saved by grace through faith, why is he praying that I might know him? What he's praying is that he would follow after Messiah in complete and total dedication in his life and that he might live his life following after the footsteps in the example that Yeshua gave us in how we go about doing the will of God in our lives. Because our lives is not just about being saved by grace through faith. It's about living our lives in service and dedication to Yeshua and making him Lord of every area of our life. And we strive in this life to only live our lives to do his will in our lives. So that's what Paul was praying for, that he would know him and that he would know the power of his resurrection, that he might know the fellowship of his sufferings, that he would be made conformable unto Messiah's death. Now he's talking about a spiritual walk in a spiritual condition. So what does he mean when he prays that he would know Messiah and the fellowship of his sufferings? Well, in order to seek and follow and do the will of his heavenly father, Yeshua had to crucify the flesh. And we see that physically demonstrated for us because when Yeshua died on the tree, there were nails that went through his flesh, spiritually showing us that in order to do the will of God, we need to crucify our flesh. But in doing the will of God, he was despised and rejected of men. He suffered shame and he was mocked and he was viewed by the religious world as not following the will of the God of Israel and that God was punishing him somehow for his disobedience. And so this is the cup of suffering that Messiah had to drink. And if we're going to walk in his footsteps, if we're going to seek to do the will of the God of Israel in our lives, then we have to follow after the example of Yeshua in our lives in doing so. And so Yeshua taught his disciples that a servant is not above his master, but a servant is to strive to be like his master. And so if we strive to be like our master, of course, we cannot do it in our own ability in our own reasoning, in our own understanding, we need the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to do it, that we will experience in seeking to do the will of God in our lives, the spiritual status of what Paul called in Philippians chapter 3 verse 11, the resurrection of the dead. And when Yeshua was resurrected from the dead in doing the will of his Father, he was raised to glory. So when we do the will of the God of Israel in our lives, we will receive eternal reward. We will be raised to glory. And so this is the goal by which Paul is living his life in daily service under Yeshua and his kingdom. And so as a result, because Paul was striving to reach that spiritual status and that spiritual place, until he finishes his race in this earth, he has not made it to the finish line. So that's why Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13, brethren, 
I count not myself to have apprehended, but I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Messiah Yeshua. So we're to not only be saved by grace through faith, but then we're to live our lives for the high prize of the calling in Messiah Yeshua. Now, in living our lives, we need to base our life on the foundation of Yeshua. He needs to be the foundation in the cornerstone by which we live our lives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Yeshua Messiah. Paul taught that Yeshua is the chief cornerstone. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Yeshua Messiah himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building that is the body Messiah, the family Messiah, fitly framed together, grows unto a holy temple in Yeshua. Paul taught that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 is written, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, this body, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. And then Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. And how are you bought? You were bought by the precious blood of Yeshua. Because whenever you accept Yeshua as your Savior and Lord, there is a covenant exchange. You sell to him your sins once you repent of your sins and with his shed blood he forgives you of your sins and he buys your life. Therefore when he buys your life, your life is not your own. It is not your life to do your will. You're to submit your will to his will so that his will is done in your life. You are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So Paul taught in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, that we are to dedicate our lives to the service of Yeshua, his kingdom, and to bear fruit for his kingdom. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it is written, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So if we take this back to the Torah, a living sacrifice would be analogous to the burnt offering. And the burnt offering was to be put on the altar and it was to be completely consumed. So the altar represents our worship or the dedication of our lives to the God of Israel. And so we're to give our entire lives unto him and for his service in the service of his kingdom. So our body, our lives, which is likened to a temple, should not be polluted with the world and the things of the world and those things that are unclean to us. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. And what agreement has Messiah with Baal? Baal 
Belial? Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? In what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they will be my people. So Paul continues to explain that our body, our temple, and the lives that we live should not be polluted with the world, the ways of the world, the values of the world, and those things that are unclean unto us as specified in the Torah. That's why he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And so through the redemptive work of Yeshua, we have been given the mind of Yeshua. And the mind of Yeshua is to do the will of the God of Israel in our lives. The mind of Yeshua is to not sin. The mind of Yeshua is to follow the Torah and to be led by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? But we have the mind of Messiah. And so because we are given a carnal mind when we are born and live in this world, and as we live our lives in this world, we learn the ways of this world through our experiences that come through the five physical senses. But whenever we receive Yeshua as Savior and Lord of our lives, we are to renew our minds to instruct our minds according to the ways of the God of Israel and his Torah. And so that's why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, it is written, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So in living our lives for the purpose to seek to do the will of the God of Israel in our lives, and we do so by allowing the Torah being written upon our heart and be led by the Holy Spirit, we are to live our life in service to others and to do it in humility. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, 7, and 8, Paul writes, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Messiah Yeshua, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant to serve others. And he was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Paul explains and writes in Galatians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 that it's Messiah who delivers us from this evil world. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from Yahweh, 
Messiah Yeshua, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. And so in order to live our lives in dedication and service unto the God of Israel and his kingdom, in order to do the will of God in our lives, we have to renew our mind and we have to live our lives by putting on Messiah to walk as he walked, to think as he thought. And so putting on is a priestly term because in the Torah, as the high priest of Israel would do the tasks or the service required of him at different elements and at different times, he would have to change his garments. He would have to put off in order to put on the proper garments. And so this is what Paul is referring to when he uses the phrase put on. Romans chapter 3 verse 14, put on the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach and in doing so make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And that is because the flesh cannot please God, Romans chapter 8 verse 8, and the flesh does not follow the Torah. Romans chapter 13 verse 14, but put on the Lord Yeshua Messiah and make no provision for the flesh because Paul writes in Romans 8 8 that they that are in the flesh cannot please God and those that don't please God in Romans 8 7 have a carnal mind and the carnal mind is an enemy against God and it's not subject to the Torah of God. So the carnal mind reasons and thinks according to this world's reason, logic, and understanding. So in order to dedicate our lives in service unto Yeshua and unto the kingdom of the God of Israel, we have to put off the world and the ways of the world and the thinking of the world and we have to put on Yeshua and we can only put on Yeshua when we renew our mind with his word and when we allow his Torah to be written in our hearts and our minds and be led by the Holy Spirit to follow that Torah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22, that you put off concerning the former way of life of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so we are to keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread spiritually through sincerity and walking in truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, Paul writes, purge out the old leaven. And so the old man has leaven. So purge out the ways and the thinking of the world and the world system in the way that you thought before you accepted Yeshua as Savior and Lord of your life, that you may be a new creature in Messiah, a new lump, as in him you are and you've been made unleavened. For Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. And how we spiritually keep the feast of Passover and unleavened bread is not to live our lives according to our carnal mind and our flesh, and neither with 
an evil heart with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Paul also taught in Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, verse 12 and verse 14, that we are to put off the world and in doing so put on Messiah. Lie not one to another, seeing that you've put off the old man with his deeds, and you've put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. And these are attributes of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of spiritual maturity. And so in Messiah, when we put off the old man and the world, the ways of the world, and the thinking of carnality, it will results once we renew our mind and we are led by the Holy Spirit it will produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and Paul taught what that fruit of the Holy Spirit is in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy peace, long-suffering, gentleness goodness, faith, meekness, temperance and so those that walk in the Spirit they crucify the flesh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 24 and so once we repent of our sins and accept Yeshua as Savior and Lord of our lives, at that moment we have then exchanged our sins and we've received His righteousness, but spiritually we are a babe and we are to grow from being a spiritual babe, a spiritual child to spiritual adulthood. We're to grow to spiritual maturity and the only way that you can go from a spiritual babe which is still influenced by the carnal mind which still has a tendency to do the things of the flesh is we have to practice on a daily basis the renewing of our mind which comes by hearing the word of God and writing the word of God in our minds and in our hearts through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That is the process by which we grow spiritually as we seek to do the will of the God of Israel in our lives, dedicate our lives unto Yeshua and his kingdom. And therefore, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul writes, when Yeshua ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. And so he gave to the body of Messiah, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. For what purpose? To we come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a complete or a whole man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Messiah, that we no more be spiritual children who are influenced by the world, the world system, the ways of the flesh, and by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And so Paul communicates this understanding that we're to grow from babes and spiritual children to spiritual maturity, which is the goal and the high prize that he was striving in Messiah Yeshua. And you can only arrive there by being led by the Holy Spirit and walking as Yeshua walked. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 and 15, that we be no more spiritual children tossed to and 
and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive but speaking the truth in love what is truth psalm 119 verse 142 thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your torah is truth what is truth psalm 119 verse 151 all your commandments are truth well that's going to conclude part 14 of the series on the subject Paul's life and letters for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.